Hello and welcome to the About You podcast on jfm.co. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Diani Reef Beach Resort and Spa, located in Diani. It's not a hotel, it's a way of life. This week on the podcast, we are talking about overcoming addiction. Please remember to share remarks and comments on our social media platforms. Enjoy. So, most people think they are one of the lucky few who won't get hooked and unfortunately don't realize the truth until it's too late. Uh, what happens is most people who engage in addictive behaviors and go on to develop an actual addiction find that overcoming it is more challenging than they expected. Even though the difficulties um, are in people having to quit drugs are well known, when people start using, they often feel either that addiction is a myth and they can quit anytime they want or that they are an exception to the rule. This is even more true of non-substance or behavioral addictions involving activities such as excessive sex, excessive eating, gambling, shopping, and exercise. What makes the situation even more complicated is that for every addictive behavior, there are some people who are able to engage in the behavior without developing an addiction. This is true of all the behavioral addictions, some of which involve healthy and unnecessary actions like eating, exercise, and shopping, as I've mentioned, but also of substance use, including controlled drinking, recreational marijuana use, and even controlled heroin use. And today we have Yuda Muyenza, who is a system analyst and has been here before. Yuda Karibu. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. Good to be on JFM. Yeah, Garibu san. So this situation, imepitia watu wengi sana. So Rofas last time talked about his affair. He used to walk with a blue, is it blue? Brown oh, yeah, bag. Caught, yeah. <laughs> People thought Rofas is seeking for you know, jobs and all that. Kizungukana mabasha mtani. Kugal kwana go through his own face in life. And you did share about um, you doing your best, talking, having that self-talk that you always have and, and with your boring letters to yourself. <laughs> Rofas writes a number. I don't want to go there. No, People have heard this story letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A I zillion and one times. Oh my and now <laughs> it's my like, future self. Yes. To yes. uh-huh. a 40-year-old me. <laughs> oh, we are not going there. <laughs> Goodness. But um, I think I've also been struggling myself with, I okay, so so I've been struggling with porn addiction mm-hmm. and for oh, wow. for a long time. Mm-hmm. So uh, slowly, it's not easy getting out of it because most of the time you realize that um, you're not even having a problem. Mm-hmm. You're just having your session. You're like, hey, it's Maze, hey, VP, it's time. The so dopamine effect. Yeah, you the know, dopamine yeah. effect. Go check it out. Yeah. Go check it out. Yeah. And even when you're having sex, you just apply everything that That's you true. you've <laughs> seen. I call it research. <laughs> 
you know so you got to apply to make, to make it wisdom <laughs> you figure out <laughs> which is a lot of wisdom Rafa yeah, yeah, realize yeah. I have every explanation and nikambe nimetry hizo techniques zote you know but it's not about ATU kwamba you really know what is going on but it's just that moment you enjoy because you feel it it helps you you know not get stressed you know and now when anza tu mchezo mchezo you know but uh, getting out of it is something else and so i like from, i like the fact that you said it um you think that you're developing an expertise towards an area yeah but the truth is the do- i mean um, that self reward that you get at that minute when you're watching porn yeah. then literally becomes a mental habit mm. it becomes a uh, an association and a fix that you need to keep on feeding and feeding and feeding and this sort of ties in in the same way that um, my addiction developed um, i was in high school like in most uh, stories 17 years old so i was a late starter <laughs> uh, i went to the gcse system so oh. I was in my a levels um, 17 though you that was too young for you Um, 17 that is uh, according to the G yeah, you inform yeah. for uh, well we call it law 6 yeah law 6 yeah, yeah. Mm. law 6 so yeah oh, then was the 17 17 mm. 18 uh, yeah, yeah yeah so 17 no. um, yeah 17 now what happened is um, we were four people in the room like my roommates and I um, and we decided uh, we had this Sorry, I won't mention the school, but it was really privileged that uh, mm. every weekend mm. we went to Yaya Center Ooh. in Nairobi. So, you know, yeah. you. back in the days, that was another you know, <laughs> thing, was you know, cool, like, yeah. uh, we're going to the mall. And naturally, teenagers, there's a lot of impressionables. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Back, back at that time, once again, confessing my age, uh, <laughs> these were the days of crisscross, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, box hats, the know, like, yeah. sweet R&B. Oh, God, I remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're down in the Aya Center, and you know, to make an impression on the girls, yeah. uh, you imitate what you watched on oh, TV. Yeah. So you notice that everyone in these American videos is holding a brown, yes. you know, paper bag with a little something, something called the 40, yeah. you know, the 40 ounce. Yeah. I have no <laughs> idea what that is. Now, 40 ounce is supposedly, once again, uh, from uh, all these things, is liquor, cheap liquor. In a 40-ounce bottle. Oh. Right. So it's, that's why it's called the 40. <laughs> Now, to imitate this, uh, remember we're students. Yeah. So we all chip in. We buy like a smart of vodka, you know, like a big bottle. Get a liter of mineral water to make it nice looking plastic. Pour out the water, mm. mix in the vodka, put it in the brown paper bag, right? And then sit outside the Aya Center, you know, just sit. <laughs> we're cool like that, you know, but... Now, I wasn't a drinker, uh-huh. but I found myself drawn to this sort of lifestyle, you know, the bad boy sort of figure, you know, and things, and your friends are like, yo, what's up? What are we doing this weekend? Oh, we're chilling, you know. Down chilling like a feeling, you know, down, yeah, yeah. You know, we've got the bottle, you know. Sip, sip, give. You mean that's all that you did? That was all Chill. And, and then, you know, the girls come up. Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah you know everything about life so you know you're like yeah 
Dispense the wisdom as you're yeah. giving it. You know, probably getting tipsy and talking a lot of crap, but yeah. <laughs> who cares at that time? At that time, you're like the expert. You're the yeah. guy. You're the go-to person. Yeah. Now, after my A levels, I decided to do a year off, a year from school, right? As I tried to figure out what I wanted to do. This led me, left me with a lot of free time. A lot of free time. Now, like I was confessing earlier, I actually grew up here in the same premises. And, um, well, it's a resort. I had access to alcohol, right? And uh, father's position included the ability to sign, right? So, once again, it kicked in. You know, um, hang out with the friends down at the beach bar. You know, like, shoot up a lot of pombe, get home drunk, your parents are not in. They're busy. Yeah. Sneak in, blackout, repeat cycle the next day. Now, it wasn't until I was about to join university that my father started to realize that, eh. Mm, but, but it's always written off in society. It's like, ah, we're not Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aski, I'm off I went to university with the freedom that it represented. Right. Now, uni was interesting. Um, it represented a whole new level of interaction with people from many very different, different backgrounds. High school, high school was, I'd say, limited in my experience in that uh, the circle was built of people from a certain economic class, right? Uh, unfortunately, uh, once again, uh, it's the fact that I went to one of these uh, very privileged, privileged high-cost school, schools. Yeah. Now, you were among now the rich kids of exactly, the exactly. Uh, But um, no, even like even in Nairobi, I mean, like uh, the people that I associated with in high school were from a certain economic class. Now, the funny thing is, with that economic class, is that their choices way beyond. Yes. They're not affordable, yes. you see. So even as a young person, right, I could only afford to do that level of drinking when I came down and yeah. it was my dad paying, yeah. you know. Now, when I found myself in, and now, like, there, in, I mean, like, in high school, it was because, you know, like, the day students had access to all the stuff. I mean, they lived in mansions with parents with bars in it, you know, like, literally walk in and drink. Mm, that's a no, more sort of like a normal situation, a day-to-day affair. Yeah. When you go home, there's a bar. Exactly. You exactly. can walk into any yeah. joint and yeah. get whatever you want. Now, social economic politics, whatever that means, played out then when I joined uni. Um, there were people from different economic levels. There were the rich. Then there was down guy. But everybody had one thing in common, just like society, the acceptance of alcohol, right? In good times, twenty tukunyo. In bad times, twenty tukunyo. Or you failed, twenty tukunyo. You know, ta 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 ta. So now that introduced me to various levels of alcohol. I mean, various brands of alcohol. Um, from the cheap kumi kumi, you know, like, uh, I think it's too you know, the really posh. Uh, we'd walk down to Safari Park, you know, like have the time of our lives during a happy hour. We've pre-ordered, 
Then with a couple of other friends, we had a thing we called Mudenya. What the hell is that? Now, Mudenya is a Kikuyu word, I'm told. That means from sunrise to sundown. <laughs> so for us, that was... You wake yeah. up at eight. You had the yeah. entire clock. It's a marathon. And you finish at eight. Wow. Yeah, right. So we get a bar, you know, and this always happened at the beginning of the semester. Yeah, yeah. Because you're trying to figure out what is happening here. Yeah, yeah. So it's like enter a bar, not a naketi, and every orders everybody orders by the crate. Mm. Remember, you're just from home. <laughs> yeah, sure. You're just from you're home, loaded. so you're loaded. Yeah. Right. So that was called the mudenya. Tangu mungoje celebasi tayari shule. So. Pipe, 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 pipe. But all through this, I was still not yet an alcoholic. Mm. I was a drinker. You were in control at that time. There is, like in the intro where you said, there is that false perception that an addiction gives you that I can quit at any yeah, time. Yeah, any time. Because it's just, actually, yeah. for, for my case, it was more, it's more of like uh, Cine Bandles too. Yeah. Na switch exactly. on, na switch, switch off. off. Yeah, but I've yeah. got this. You know, yeah. I've got this in check. But... Naturally, alcohol also impairs judgment. Yes, yes. One of the things was that I uh, had the ability to drop a course, mm-hmm. right? Fake a parent's signature. What, why, what made you do that? Here's the thing. Um, the addiction takes you over. It is no longer your thinking, rational thinking at play. And I'd hate to blame it on other characters, but individuals will push you. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, like somebody will come place. like, dude, you know, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And you're like, man, Sina, Sina, no. Mm-hmm. Ah, like, oh, yeah, you find heavy. You know, like, drop this course. You can take it next semester. Huh? That money, collect. And we see the thing is, now, you know, you've figure out a brilliant idea. Plus, if I pull this, I mean, if I get this door, I can do this hustle, right, and still make more money. Sure. And the thing is, so, I've sure enough, that. I've seen that. You get the money. Actually, right now, it's yeah. making more making sense, because... Now. So now you get the money, ah. and you start off, you know, on the pint, you know, or trying to justify your addiction, feed your addiction, and the monster is growing. Right, and your brilliant idea where you put the money so it uh, gets you back mm. is failing. It doesn't happen. Right? It's failing. So now you're trapped in a circle. Boom. You're like, fuck. I dropped a course. I have to take it next semester. My dad knows that he's paid for these units. You know, shit. Crunch time hits. You know, graduation is approaching. Everyone else is graduating. No, hold on. Graduation is approaching. You're like, reality check. Oh, fuck. You know, what am I going to tell people? Another brilliant idea comes up, you know, like, ah, you see, you can pull it off this way, you know. Show up with the grad, you know. (laughs) Fortunately, at the very last minute, something told me, you know what, it's best you just confess to your dad. And face the music, right? Because you don't have much How choice How did that here. play out? Ha. <laughs> ah. Hmm. Ha. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah. Hmm. Now, 
I'd like to say that that was the first time I noticed my dad trying to kill me. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he had to. You know, like an African, an African, he's an African, man, African, African, African He's been working his ass <laughs> all these years. Exactly. Exactly. Now, but he had uh, high of course, expectations uh, of you. Growth, um, I was taller than my dad. He was this short, you know, stout man. But that day I saw the bulldog in him. You know, I realized that this short, stout man did know a couple of Bruce Lee moves. I was clobbered. I was clobbered. And you did nothing about that. Nope. You know, those ones were like, Mungu Baba ni nani? So, anyway, um, you know, as it would turn out, he accepted. Um, I had to take... After graduation, take a whole did, other semester. Sorry, did he know about your situation? Like, what really made you do what you did? Now, here's here's the funny thing. There was no, in my particular case, there was no driving factor. Yeah. That, oh, it's because... of the At that time, you have no... No, here's the thing. I was young, yeah. right? Alcohol being what it is, mm-hmm. is accepted everywhere, yes. Yes. right? Yes. I was 17 when I had my first taste. It's not that I didn't have access to alcohol. Remember, I grew up, you know, literally in a resort town. So I knew about alcohol. My father was a drinker, right? There was alcohol at home. But it was not until I was out. You had the freedom. Yeah, that I had the first taste of alcohol, right? So there there was no, ah, he's an alcoholic because... You know, oh, this happened in his childhood. No, like I said, I grew up very privileged, you know. Oh, he's an alcoholic because this happened, you know. And there is this whole perception with addictions and everything that there is an easy sort of explanation to it. That, oh, who jamani maunga kwajili. Amana daddy issues. Yeah, exactly. You know, an explanation for everything. But years later, I too have tried to justify it. You know, I was listening to the podcast last week and, uh, you know, there was this one where you you talked about how everybody labels themselves with a disease. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I had my ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) I had attention disorder, (laughs) hyper deficit disorder. My ADHD just had, you know, I can only control it with a drink. drink. (laughs) So. I too was looking for that answer, mm. you know, like, why am I this way? Yeah. Then, um, uh, this will come up in the story, but I then started to say maybe I was predisposed mm. to, to the addiction, mm. you know. Um, my grandfather was a drinker, right? My father was a drinker, and my father had this classic move, I mean, God rest his soul, but... Um, he never drank in bars. Mm. He drank at home. At home. Classic man, The right? classy way exactly. of doing exactly. stuff. Now, I don't know what you can call classy to impressionable kids watching you. Because this was my father. Um, he'd come home, has his favorite couch in the living room. Yes. In front There's of the TV. And a stool somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. And at the bar was, I mean, like at the back... Like in the dining room area was a cupboard, right? That he had designed specifically for his pombe. For his whiskey. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So it had like a three for special bar- moments. Yeah, it had like three barrels, that's so Johnny Bri- Walker. That's so British yeah, of him. Ta-ta-ta-ta. And he'd walk up to this after work. 
comes home. Right. He pours himself his three barrels Slowly. brandy. Yeah. Pop. Goes into his Did he have chair. a special song or no, 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 atmosphere no, no. at that moment? No. And then just See, start. Mm. Start. Start. You know, he's called for dinner. We sit on the table. Nice. He eats. Goes back to his seat. Classy, sit, man. Sit. But hold on. Then Zinanza Kuchapa. So this is usually like <laughs> after the news. Because I remember it would work like clockwork. 9.30, 9.45, and uh, you can Capiche. see him get drowsy. Hmm. But he struggles to watch the TV. So you don't change channels hmm. at that moment. Nobody has the right yeah, to. Yeah, sure. He's the king of the remote exactly. control. Then he falls asleep. You can change the channels. You could blast music. You could dance. He would not wake up. The only way, way to wake him up is to tap his glass. Goodness. Okay, okay, okay. So What? And then, um, and, I mean, uh, I'm, I met my grandfather when I was a child. But I literally didn't know him. But he was also a drinker, right? Now, years later, I'd like to say I was predisposed to, you know, I was one of those who was born with the gene to potentially have become a problematic drinker, right? But my father was not an alcoholic, right? He loved his drink. I mean, he justified it, anything, you know, like years later. Um, there's this classic case, which my, I mean, my mom and I still laugh till today, is um, he developed high blood pressure, right? And uh, that usually leads to kidney failure years later. Now, doctor told him, you need to stop drinking. My dad did the classic. He got a second opinion. And the other doctor told him, a little wine is good for you. <laughs> <laughs> so he changed brands to wine. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, you see, this book die. He doesn't know. He no, doesn't no, know no, shit. No, 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 you know. But yeah, so it's not like my dad had a drinking problem, you know. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I was at the university level. Um, I had to repeat. I mean, like uh, catch up with two extra semesters. Fortunately, I graduated. Um, moved back to Diani, got a job, and started becoming independent. So I moved into a house down the beach in Tiwi, and uh, life becomes. Yeah, yeah, and you got the world on your shoulder right yeah, now, your atlas. And I wasn't drinking, you know? I was like, well, of course there's those ones where your boys call you like, hey, yeah, what's yeah, up, yeah, what's yeah, up? Yeah, you yeah, 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 weekend, yeah. man. You do like, you know, your two, three beers, like your sour, you know, pop, pop. Relationships start to happen, you know? Um, I get my first black heartbreak, you know, like my first serious, serious, serious heartbreak. You know, um, in university we had a saying, I mean, I dated in university, but we had a saying in university, it's till graduation do a spot. Testing the waters, what will happen? Now, out in real life, I got my very first relationship, lasted exactly one month. Goes to show you how love sick a puppy I am. Right? <laughs> but within one month, that was like my biggest high. <laughs> she broke up with me, and Crazy. I found I couldn't tolerate. So I reached for the only solution yeah. that I knew. But of course, right? The boys want to make you feel better. Yeah, right? sure. Uh, yeah. F you know, her. Well, no. The minutes when you're alone and you're thinking of her. Oh fuck this shit. <laughs> 
drink your sorrows. Yeah. And you know, the Down. alcohol convinces you that she's here. Go, go, go. Back then, Shark Attack was still open. So you call sharks. <laughs> Get there, give the DJ a you know, few thousand. Oh, you're like, play for me this song. It was Asha. Can you help? So you're standing in the middle of the dance floor mm. holding a beer mm. at 4 a.m. This song is playing over and over and over. Every time he wants to change, you go, don't do it, nigga, don't do <laughs> it. my moment. <laughs> yeah, and friends back then say that, that that was the moment that the signs became visible that I was having a problem. But looking back now, I say I was having a drinking problem. I was becoming a problem drinker, right? Rather thing is because alcoholism is progressive. No Sorry, I thought I should take mm. you back to that. Oh, moment. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Asha, eight seven zero one. That it's album, it. man. Ooh, every song in it. <laughs> I have a moment with spoke every song. To, spoke to you. Yeah. Out of control. Yes, that's how you and do it. And the world just won't let me slow down. <laughs> now you just, you know, you're just. <laughs> <laughs> to my girl wherever you are if you're listening to this I still think about you <laughs> <laughs> to you he, he sounds like that that guy with the bass uh, in um, Boys to Men oh, yeah, yeah exactly like, <laughs> baby wherever you are I'm thinking about you thinking about you yeah but um, now that ends so that's the thing alcoholism is progressive and once again this is what people never realize that pretty much like cancer, if you detect it early, yeah. you know, you could, might do something about it. Unfortunately, with alcoholism and addiction is the person who's having the problem, who's having the issue mm. with that substance, mm. has to first accept yes, that they have yes. an issue. Yes, right? that you have a problem. Right. And alcohol is a very interesting master it convinces you that you don't yes. you found those people who you know you tell after a night out you're like you shouldn't be driving you're drunk alcohol twists your whole yeah. perception sure. of everything so at that moment I won't even call it denial mm. I was just having way too much fun yeah. you know with it. Everything had convinced me that without, you know, yes. it, it wouldn't work. Yeah, life just wouldn't be bearable, mm. right? I could blame the heartbreak, I could blame whatever. But, but that was just is, an excuse. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I now, started, I now started to find a reason to drink. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. The classic move. And that reminds me, there's a friend we're having a very deep, sensible, whatever, one of these political sessions you're having and you're analyzing the situation in Israel versus America and Afghanistan at the same time. So he told me, ah, man, wakatimbaya. And I'm like, I have, that was the first time that I had such kind of a statement. It did make sense. It didn't make sense at that moment. But now it does with what you're sharing. The alcohol, the addiction, right, convinces you, you know, takes you over. It now becomes a part of your personality. You stop 
trying to think without it, yes. right? It starts to envelop all facets of who you are, yes. right? Um, people back at that time remembering that uh, would see me and I was the life of the party. Uh, uh, you know, the guy, you're the clown, you're the yeah. showstopper, yeah. you're the showstopper, yeah. exactly. You know, where you show up, ah, bound yeah. to be a party. Yeah. You know, you're throwing guys' points, yeah. like, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it builds, seems you had a good time. Oh, <laughs> you this <was> fun, yeah. <laughs> it builds, it builds, it builds, and then, um. I started working for the Franco Rosso group back then, mm. and I'd get posted, you know, here and there. But I decided, you know what, um, I need a break from all this, I need a change of scenario. So I took on a job in Uganda, oh. right? And um, Uganda is not good in light of... Well, I'm coming to that, because now it gets interesting. I started lecturing. Ah. At, of all places, a Christian university. Goodness. And when I say a Christian university, I mean... Yes. Anglican, Christian, you know, ta 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 ta. But of course, the students are not yeah. Christian, yeah. right? And uh, I wasn't, you know, I'm a believer, but mm. I wasn't all oh, deep into yeah. exactly. So I was still, I mean, like I was a drinker, and uh, in this particular town. Um, the town had just it's called Mukono had just gone through a phase where. Uh, there were farmers before and vanilla prices worldwide had shot up and made these farmers billionaires overnight. You know, something had happened with the Brazil uh, plant in, I mean, the vanilla plant in Brazil and suddenly Uganda, that particular town, that particular region had been taken over. I mean, their vanilla had been bought globally like crazy for crazy amounts and these guys were now flashed with money. And once again, the brilliant African mind. When an African gets money, no offense, the very first thing they want to open is a bar. Yes. So there was this proliferation of bars all over in a town that has now developed a very good private university. <laughs> Talk of recipe for disaster. <laughs> and then you throw in this young lecturer, lecturer. from Diani with a history for yeah. being the party stopper into the mix. Oh, God, did I have In one. Uganda. <laughs> yes. Where, where the average price of your Kenyan beer product mm. is the equivalent of 100 shillings. Oh, man. And without regulations, every shop has a bar. Goodness. Right? As in, you know, the same way you find... Uh, you know your local neighborhood yeah, shops sure. that sells, yeah. you know, like the cigara, mm. the thing is, no, these ones also have a fridge which is stocked with yeah, pombe. So they put benches outside in Aketiapo. But the layer soda, maji, you don't find the, yeah. So you find guys sitting there what? drinking things. Then they have these brilliant little alcohols in... Is this a fridge hotel? Is it uh-huh. dogo dogo? No. These ones come in uh, polythene. Oh, yeah, in polythene, yeah, yeah, sachets. Sachets. Kama sauce. Called. Exa- exactly. Yeah. Those are like actually, the tobacco thing. Growing up as a kid, there was a, like, those, yeah, there was a time, like, that was the eight. Mm. I remember you'd find even conductors, they just get into, uh, they're doing their stuff, you know, they're working, then they send them mm. to mm. a point, even the driver just like. Yeah. So now, I was know. thrown into that mix when yeah. all of this was happening. You know, like, um, 
How old were you by um, this time? Twenty. I was what? Twenty-six, uh, twenty-seven. Anyway, so I'm thrown into that mix. I have these hot young students, you know, to teach. <laughs> who later on, you know, yeah, I associate with outside and yeah, yeah. the thing is, and I'm like, patakitu, patakitu, and the alcohol is actually very cheap. And you became this cool yeah, lecturer. The coolest exactly. lecturer, yeah. yeah. Exactly. The so now I was... Big following. Pop, 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 pop. And once again, I got into a relationship. Only the funny thing is, I always say this, God plays very interesting tricks. Um, I actually fell in love with a missionary. Right? Uh, English lady. Right? Good Christian girl. You know, perfect family. Virgin at 28. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Now I can't mention the name because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gave it up. Uh, yeah, so she was a virgin at 28. This and, guy was cool. Oh, uh, right, man. You know, that's a problem. The association of uh, destructive behavior with cool. <laughs> that, I, that perception is really dangerous. But anyway, um, yeah. So once again, I fell in love. Um, and... Things started to get tr tricky at work because uh, I was this guy with a drinking problem, or literally, you know, they wouldn't say it, but I was the party boy. Mm. I drank too much, mm. you know. You know, the same way I was saying that, ah, we am total maribika, you know. Now in society becomes, ah, that one, if only he could stop drinking. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's a very good guy, he's a brilliant guy, he's, uh, he's very smart. Huh? But drinking, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's so many stories like that. Uh, you hear of doctors. That doctor is brilliant. Sure, like yeah. Like so, mm. <laughs> <laughs> hmm? Yeah, sure. That is a like him levy too. Uh -huh. So my whole, my whole life literally had become that. My bosses were taking note, right? And now that I'm in... In a Christian setup, mm. with a with, with a Christian girlfriend who's right. white and hot and yeah. virgin at 28. Well, after me, there's no <laughs> story for you. It first, <laughs> you became and, a rage. Yeah, and now, and now, and now, that becomes an issue also. That, yeah. uh, the fact that we were literally cohabiting, yeah. right, and you know, knocking boots. Um, it had to happen. Yeah, and it I was drinking. Happen. And the people I'm drinking with are, you know, the students, students. including hot females. Um, <laughs> basically, my rep then becomes questionable. But rather than face the whole music, because one of the things I was told was, uh, see the marriage or, you know, the thing is. I've heard that before. Yeah. And uh, we have a mutual friend. And the family decided, you know what, for us to save this individual, he has to get married. Mm. You know, I, I guess the family thought, this guy lacks responsibilities, Thank and you. the only way to have him be responsible and quit alcohol is for him to settle to down. To down the aisle. You know, right. and perhaps this lady is all drama zandoa, mm. kelele, mm. Nyang, nyang, nyang. Yes. Yeah. After all, she's perfect. She's mutuwa. Yes. I refused. <laughs> But of course. You know that, nah. You know, so I quit. Moved into Kampala. Um, started my consultancy. And life, you know, started. Now, once again, back in that time, as uh, IT-wise, you got 
the access to a lot of deals. Yes. yes. So business was actually very, very good. You know, I could never complain. And money now became not an object, as in literally not an object. You know, um, I was doing uh, deals with the, the president's son-in-law, right? Uh, who had access to about 38 districts, and I developed 38 of the Uganda district uh, websites, managed them, and thing is, pay was healthy, you know, corporate bodies, you know, what have you, took on a team of people, and everything was good. But the little monster kept knocking, you know. You have to celebrate. You're yes. doing a good job. Exactly. You have to exactly. Sell, treat yourself. And what better than to have an office policy that is open to, you know, open Friday bar. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. You had an excuse for everything. Yeah. The coolest you know, boss ever. So it's like, you know, you're finding guys, you know, with their little bottles of something, mm. something, mm. you know, like sipping back. Me all dashed up. There's, um, yeah, at that time I was doing Bond 7. So in my drawer was boondocks, as I called it. You know, I had my boondocks in there. So it's like, pop, take your sip, pop. I would literally go for presentations with high delegation people, right? And I'm totally drunk, right? So I remember one particular one, um, I'd literally blacked out on the desk, but you know, like half of me was listening. So the question is asked, I get up like and go back to where you are. And the story started becoming that that one is brilliant. But But there's also this perception of people in the IT profession, they're all addicts, you know. Once again, you see you see how um, society always labels it that uh, you have to have a reason. Yes. You know, like the same question you ask sort of like what was making you drink, right? It's the same way like even professions get labeled. Yet it's just a perception. Truth is, perhaps there's a lot of people struggling with the addiction, right? But even like, if I look back at that moment, I was not struggling. Because the beauty of it, you don't know that you are an addict or you're going through a phase, you know? You know, I was living my life. Yeah, you're you know? just doing you, you, you know. Well, then it all changed. Remember now, like, my rep. I'd built a rep, right? And that's the beauty about a reputation is it comes full circle. You know, karma is a bitch, right? You can't, you can't keep doing what you're doing and expecting, you know, different results. So, boom. I started losing a lot of business, Right? And I started to reach out for the only thing I knew, <laughs> the excess alcohol that I had, you know. So I now started drinking out of frustration. Yeah, because here you are, you've lost the love of your life mm-hmm. and you're losing clients. There's no, you're not making money anymore. Mm. You're by yourself. Taking even more, even more, even more levels of alcohol. A John Doe don't, don't, you don't. are. Then out of nowhere, I get a saving grace. Uh, a government body actually hired me. Now it's like when my addiction had reached, 
you know, fever point. Um, I remember things had gotten so bad. I had two vehicles. I had a surf and a Celica. And um, one time I left the keys of the Celica at a bar, right, so that I could make them comfortable enough to keep giving me credo. It was that bad, right? Yeah, but I just needed my drink. By that moment now, the signs had become very evident. I wasn't eating right. You know, there's a song by uh, DMX, uh, who's also had his ba- uh, yeah, battle sure. with depression. Yeah. Uh, slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. What's yeah. yeah. the name of that song? Um, no more getting a little... Actually, uh, I, I, I think I, it's I, slipping. Yeah, he's trying to get, he's trying to get his groove back, back right now. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he is. Mm. Mm. But in that song, he describes exactly what I was going through. You know, it's like you're possessed. You no longer give to court a fuck how you dress, right? You don't care about yourself anymore. Your addiction has now got you on the lock, right? Exactly. Is it this one? That one. It's slipping. Yeah, yeah. It's to suffer. It's suffer, yeah. Why do you always have a song for every... It's a hip-hop <laughs> head, by the way. It's no, no, music. no, but... Um, no, I mean, like, the, everyone. Yeah, when you're going every, through something. Yeah, this song yeah, was, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you had a face for every yeah. song. Exactly, exactly, and, exactly. These songs were timely. <laughs> they were timely, they were timely, because I, I believe that music talks to you. At yeah, that yeah, it does. That's why we speak music like on a, my end. I think every woman in my life has had a song played. <laughs> You just heard one. You know, Tell us about the women, Judith. No. A bit, a yes. bit, just a bit about the women. Did you have uh, Seven Degrees of Separation by the script? That's a common cliche yeah. song yeah. for every breakup. No, but the funny thing is this. Um, the addiction starts to control all aspects of it, including your relationships, right? And this includes not only relationships with family, because remember, um, I like to say this. Um, in families who have an addict, there's the addicted person suffering. Yes. But the family is also suffering. Suffering, yeah. yeah. And no one is willing to you know, meet halfway or something like that. Because until the addict sees the suffering that is being caused, unfortunately, his addiction has got him. And thing is, you know, by that, by the time of the phase where now I'm describing, um, I'd, I'd like to say I'd hit rock bottom, mm-hmm. but the truth is, I hadn't yet. Mm-hmm. Somehow, you hadn't made the decision to change. Though, that's yet. No, somehow you. there was always like a thing is, you know, like how I, I described it that. Um, when things had gotten so bad, I mean, I'd yeah. run up, I'd run up, I'd run up uh, bar bills, yes, you know, that yeah, were ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And to keep the owner giving me cred, yes. I just gave him the car keys. I'm like, yeah, I'll come, you know, when I clear, you know, I'll come back for, you know, the thing is, I always had, the addiction always had a way to, you know, talk to me, yeah, to, sure. you know, figure mm. out the mess. You know, like the same move that led me into trouble on campus. You know, the way I justified it, that if you do this, if you do that, yeah, ta, yeah, ta, 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 yeah. you know, like... Kula fee. Exactly. The shortcuts, the addiction would always talk a shortcut. You know, the alcohol would always, like, scratch me and, you know, draw me in, you know, like... Um, 
go down to the local, you're like, ah, I can't afford the beer, but you know, just give me two of those sachets. And, you know, because he looks at you and you talk English that way. He's yeah, like, so you're like, ah, oh, I've got a sucker now, you know. So every day you're sitting outside the shop with your thing, you're like, you know, and you keep on slipping and falling. And, you know, you, it's getting harder to get up. Yeah. You know, it's getting harder to get up. But at every moment, there's like a saving grace. Sure. So now this government job comes up, and boom. Suddenly I'm like, niggas back. Yeah, niggas you, back. you are revamped back. now. You are revamped. Pop. Money's popping. I'm like, fine. You know, I signed a contract for two years. I'm like, whoa, this is sweet. You know, but. Uh, and then because it uh, was a particular project that um, with the Ministry of Agriculture in Uganda that it wasn't the Uganda government paying, mm. but it was an NGO, a Dutch uh, NGO. So it's like even more bad. Like kingdom come. You know? So I'm getting sent on trips to Ghana. Oh, right? and hey, I'm like, that was big. Boom. Ghana, you know, like booked hotel, exactly, everything. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm living la vie. Yeah. Uh, Painting, you know, but I get back. Da, da, da. And once again, the good old trusted Bundos mm-hmm. is in the draw. Yes. And I'm like, Oof. so the boss is like, yeah, boss, to tone down on that. And I'm like, ah, so nah, I, I got, got this. this. I got, I got this. I've been doing this. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I've always been, you know. Yeah. You know me. You know me. You After all, it's <laughs> my rep that got me here. Yeah. I can't say, you know. <laughs> The justifications yeah. become more and more and more and more and more. Now, the gradual development of the disease is leading me even even further down the road into a trap. Yeah. I get fired one year into the contract, right? And when I received the termination letter, I remember my attitude. I'm like, "Fuck these yeah. niggas! You know yeah, what do they, they know? You still need they can't. They can't do this shit without me. You know." I've got myself so convinced that, you know, I'm the shit, that I'm not willing to face my problem and see it, right? So I talked to my dad, and my dad goes, you know, you're having issues. This thing that you're doing is taking you, Bill, you know? Slow down, right? He's not trying to tell me to quit. I mean, he's not trying to tell me that, you know, I'm an addict or anything. He's literally just like, no. Control. So naturally, my head develops this one of, ah, when I'm with dad, I can do Guinness. You know, I want to do, but, oh, it seems like Hizi Makali is what is fucking me up. Yeah, now let me shift to, you know, the justifications. I'm like, ah, so it's not, this is things, forgetting that mm, alcohol is You alcohol. are not the problem. Yeah. yeah this was the yeah. problem. Alcohol is alcohol. Mm-hmm. So whereas, like I settled now, I'm doing beers. Leham <laughs> is still, you know, the thing is. So I'd go through periods where, like, for a month, people see that he's trying to there's be. So yeah, there's yeah, some improvement yeah. here. But I'm not working. Yeah. You know, I am now zero based. You know, I get once in a while, I get a, a phone call, you know, a quick deal here, but but there's no. Were you still in Uganda? Or yes, were I was you still back? in Uganda. Mm-hmm. So there's no meaningful, you know, like income that I'm bringing in. And then a couple of friends came over, very good friends of mine came over to my place. 
sat and drank all the alcohol in my house. Now, the funny thing, uh, one of them actually knew me. He was like, he used to be my roommate, my mm. first roommate mm. on in university. Mm. So he was like, you know, like, drank all the alcohol. As we were all sitting there, like all dead drunk, he says, you know, Yuda, you're an alcoholic. Mm. Wow. Watch out. I lose it. You can't oh, call me. Fuck yeah. You come into my house, in my house and drink my pombe, and, then, blah, call blah, blah, and then you call me names. Oh, fuck you. And then, of course, I had that, you know, like, uh, drunkards always have that one friend who's yeah, like yes, that, that yes, evil yeah. voice, you know, who's mm, like, yeah. we go, we go, yeah. we go. <laughs> so this one, this, this, this particular one didn't know, you know, Peter, yeah. that mm. friend of mine. So it's like, ah, blah, blah, blah. so like a whole brow, you know, thing. So I kick them out. Then I'm reflecting. I call my dad and he says, you know, your friend is right. You are yeah. an alcoholic. You are an alcoholic. I mean, he goes like, I know I drink, right? And thing is, but. So I give up. I do the one thing that started to make sense. I surrendered. And what, what does it mean by surrender? I accepted that I have a problem. Um, you know, that moment when it's like a light bulb moment, you know, it's like, Eureka, yeah, I'm like, it. fuck. Because all through that way before have been moments and moments of the same repeat. You wake up in a stranger's bed, dead broke, right? Probably sleeping in your own vomit. And you're like, oh, fuck, I did it again. Oh, but you know, I'll never do it again. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Two days later, here you are. You're back in that same trap. So it had been repeat years after years, you know, decades, decades of just same, same habit, you know, chasing me, like the demon still holding on to me. And I believe that that moment when I accepted is the minute that I realized I was at rock bottom, right? I had my own place, but I had no money. I seemed to have it together, but I was empty inside. Seemingly, because that's how people saw. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I was in this relationship with a certain, I can even say it, creature that I'd met in a bar, Mm. you know. So there was no help coming from this other side. Mm. And I I decided to check into rehab, right? Unfortunately, once again, my dad reached out and helped me settle that bill because rehabs are expensive. Very, Very expensive. expensive. And like now, um, somewhat the you had a really good in. relationship with your dad, yeah? Oh, man. That was, that was my tight. That was yeah. my tight, you know. Apart from that moment in uni when you wanted to. That was acceptable. <laughs> yeah, but sure. yeah, it was my tight. Mm. Um, so like now you've prepared to change and you're in the rehab. Did it work? Are there moments that you relapsed, ah, went back? Ah. Ah, another interesting thing is, like I said, my first moment is I accepted that I have a problem. But once again, I think I was not mature enough, right, Mm. to understand that my addiction is more powerful than my willingness to control it. So I went to rehab with the wrong mentality. My first rehab I checked in, I was like, I'm going to learn how to control this, right? I'd accepted that Leon Nashid and I Kitu, Lakini, Amaido, Minani, I can control this, I can keep it in check. Right? After all, reality you know, my reality was that I can't get on with people, Bilai Kitu. Yeah, yeah. 
was like ni kama booster you know i was like ai kwani how will i live you know how do i talk to people without this so i checked into rehab and once again uh, we called ourselves convicts um <laughs> there was a whole you know there was a whole meeting yeah. of interesting characters at the rehab that i went to um yes um yeah people like you, you yeah know. yeah but then also pretty similar to you know like the university experience is people from different backgrounds yeah. with different intentions to why they're in rehab yeah. you know you've got the problematic priest yeah. right who one time scaled the 30 meter wall of a catholic priest right who's got a drinking problem because the altar wine mm. you know they never yeah. tell you that yeah, the, the altar yeah, wine you yeah, know things yeah. is not thrown away it yeah. has to be finished and that was his job <laughs> so the guy poor guy like him <laughs> became an addict yeah. then you've got you've got uh, an army general right who because of his status and everything and what he has seen yes. consoles himself with the drink but his family is so scared of him when he's drunk thing is that they've thrown him in rehab right but now this man who literally is guarded and protected is now thrown with us civilians right and once a pint by force so he's telling his guards you know like go get me alcohol and who are they to disobey I'm a general uh-huh. then you have uh, this other character a top lawyer brilliant mind i'm told you know things but also you know with a drinking problem so everybody with different intentions to things including uh, young kids you know from very well to do families whose families you know wamechoka wamechotoskiyo but the kid is not ready to accept that they have a problem right so rehab then becomes a cat and mouse game right we <laughs> we were literally you know like escaping and things. but i did learn a lot and um, one of the things because here's what happened um, I got busted with Pombein rehab, right? Um they performed a search and I told you about the sachets that they had. I had mine raped and stuck in my toilet, you know, under the cover. Yeah. What? No, it's, it's plastic it floats. Uh, you know, thing is so it's like you remove yeah. the cistern. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, thing you oh. smuggled, you've had somebody smuggle them in yes, for you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Contraband. So now you become like a distributor in the place you know like like I got the stuff. So guys are coming to you like uh, we need a fix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are the guy. You're the dealer. Believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once again, you know you're playing the cool boy yeah, and yeah, stuff. Sure. You're like convent. And you're fitting so yeah. So um yeah, I got busted and then um, of course. Yeah. Now um the administration was like okay uh, we're kicking you out of the program one thing is you know i begged i begged i said i need this you know i can't disappoint my dad but da 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 like okay fine we'll let you finish it but you have to put in uh, work yeah. so sure enough for i think i was busted within my first month so like the remaining two months i was straight on the narrow you know actually you know thing is attending aa classes you know but so i found myself like after the two months i was like Yeah, I think I'm, I'm ready. Good. Yeah. You know, um, the matron didn't mention that no. Nah, she didn't believe me that I should do more time, but I was like, ah, uyo ataka pesa. Mm. Ataka like, no, kunikula tu. Yeah. What was paid for is now done. Enough. What an ingie. The real world. Sure enough. How was the how did how did the society receive you now you're out 
out from the rehab and the devil Well, they didn't know that I'd been from rehab. So I started oh. telling them that, you know, oh, I'm okay. back from I'm back. rehab. Yeah. Mm. Now, the funny thing is I went to a place called Butabika in uh, Uganda. Uganda. Now, if you even Google it, Butabika is a mental mm. institution, right? It's a mental health thing. But they have a very good uh, alcohol and drugs rehab program, rehab space there. Very beautiful facility right, with private and general. Now, every time you mention that you were in Butavika to somebody who knows Kampala, they're like, well, you know, it's like saying, Ulienda Madari. Madari yeah, but yeah. at the same time, did you know that Madari also has a, have a very, yeah. very good alcohol yeah. and drug? Yeah, sure. I've seen, mm-hmm. I've seen guys mm-hmm. on Twitter confessing mm-hmm. yeah. having, having been helped, having sought help yeah. in Madari. Yeah. 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 So now it's that whole perception that you mm. went in there that you're a mental case. Well, Nashida. Yeah. yeah. But the truth is, you do have. Yeah. A, you do have. But mm. but that stigma in itself as mm. well is not helpful to True. an individual who is tr- really trying, trying to, to change to and change, becoming yeah. different. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So now, I got out, and yes, I found I could cope for exactly two weeks. Only two weeks. Yeah. The truth is, one thing we forget is, you as the individual have left, are trying to get rid of the vice, but society is still yes. moving on. Yes. You know? The temptations are still there. Um, I, I totally the get that. Like, like uh, for instance, as simple as um, quitting porn, it's easy because most people say, yeah, it's just a page. Yeah? You can do other things. But here you are surfing through the net. You're reading through something serious, you know. And then here you are, you get bored. But slowly you open another page and another page and another page. And all these pages are just porn sites. Pornhub.com. And now, by the I was telling you. Uh, so uh, last time. No, but porn, Pornhub is no longer there. Great, though. Okay, okay, okay. I'm not looking for recommendations. <laughs> I'm, not, okay, I'm not recommending or anything, but... <laughs> I'm like that was the situation you yeah. know and it's not easy trying to get out of it because or even you know like the repercussions like people tell you ah oh, you know what if you you do it so much and then here you are you'll end up thinking in this way or you'll want to practice it and all that you won't able to function well mm. at that time you're like I'm all good but mm. you're silent in that you know, know for a fact that, that you are this is my situation yeah, yeah. now um yeah, fast forward years later, and I'm still drinking. Now I moved back to Diani, yeah. right? And, you know, back home, Diani, yes. I now discover Blue Moon. Yeah, right? Blue Moon. And Blue Moon and me because Because the time Blue Moon used to be my thing, and that yeah. period. Ah, yeah, it was a cool it was new Blue thing. Yeah. yeah, and that time, uh, I uh, I just discontinued my university, so I was like, man. I'm not going to graduate. I'm not going to, mm. you know, you yeah. know that paper means a lot. So yeah. you have no idea what the future holds. Mm. I was only 22. Wow. And I used to see guys smuggle yeah, that thing. So to I you. had a laptop. <laughs> yeah, I had a laptop. So uh, I used to carry my my uh, my laptop in my bag all through. So guys, all of a sudden, the computer guy, you know. Mm. But I had a coat of uh, the Blue Moon, a coat of it. So. Each time you feel like you're sobering up, 
tot, tot, tot. You're sobering up, tot, tot. So you're sobering up. Might have been around the same period I met you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Precisely the same period. Exactly. Because now, like... The universe had its way of bringing you two together. As much as I see you there, but then I kept it to myself because no one knew at that time. I didn't know. I was hanging out with this guy. So you found hacks, you know? Take a banana... Oh, you know, mm. yeah, yeah, roof fighters kizika. So I made sure, yeah, exactly. I made sure that's what I was doing. Yeah. So the moment, uh, like, you give me two hundred bob, the first thing that comes to the my mind, mind is go to the liquor store, get that bottle, then stack it. Because yeah. come on, I made sure like that kakota will take me like one day or two days sometimes. The that's next that's, day that's the thing. When, when the addiction wants to hide, oh, you, the addict will, yeah. will do we'll marvelous do. things. A good too. job, you yeah. Know, like I was telling you, like um, in rehab, you know, getting those sachets and then, you know, yes. like literally like yeah. a prison movie, I'd lifted up the cistern of the chore, you know, sellotape to my thing is, yeah, pop, and now become a distributor, you know, <laughs> and my network. The first week, <laughs> you know, the month. Yeah, you know. Now, Blue Moon had become my thing, mm-hmm. and literally I'd walk around with, you know, a Blue Moon in the back of my pocket. Now, I remember that time with the Law and all mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. And I had a hookup with, you know, a local wines and spirits that me that used to be the case actually. Just, you know you're given like your quota you're done good cup. for the day <laughs> and once again the addiction you know starts to catch 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 and I was letting myself go right Now, by that time, you know, like, my dad had passed away, you know, but lots of regrets, you know, lost opportunities. You're like, life isn't going the way that you think it should. And my drinking just escalated. But then at one particular moment now, I was like, I can't keep on living like this. And options had run out. I was like whoa, I can't afford to go to rehab, right? And then again, rehab didn't quite Work do for it for you. me. Yeah. So I started Googling. I was like, uh, and you know, all the YouTube videos on how to quit, you know, somebody tells you, oh, mind over matter. You know, and then you realize that quitting alcohol, quitting an addiction is as effective as trying to control diarrhea with your mind. Yeah, you know, impossible. You got to go, you got to go. Yes. You know, that's how bad it has now become. Um, so I tried different things, you know, I tried like uh, these little muganga things of blah, 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 you know, like these concoctions, cho, cho, cho. I try... For some work, some well, don't. Well, to each their own, I guess. I try the whole um, Nigerian pasta. Yeah, you know, those are, for you, yeah. Uh, I go pray for you that the demon go and then you know Dude. slaps you on the head you know punches you here pop 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 two minutes later you're in the bar yeah you're in the bar you know, <laughs> like, like fuck that know, guy you know <laughs> now um, I mean I, tr- I tried everything and finally at my desperate you know but I remember I went to see Dennis yeah yeah right? sure and I told him and the funny thing Dennis is Dennis is your pastor yeah. yeah and the funny thing is he told me exactly what I needed to hear he told me he has no idea mm. right And the only thing he could do 
spray for me. Now, surprising thing is that ticked something in my head. I was like, hold on. And once again, I don't want to sound too religious-y, right? But this is now where like the whole Alcoholic Anonymous movement comes in. Part of it says that, uh, I mean, like, you first surrender. Then the next, uh, after a couple, I can't remember the exact steps. Unfortunately, I stopped going for AA, but I'll come to that. Um, One of them is that you hand over, you know, your, to a, you know, a being Mm, higher than yourself. Spiritual being or God. Then it started to make sense to me how, like, um, People, you know, you watch testimonies and people will be like, and I was delivered from things. Yes. It wasn't the pastor who delivered you, right? It was the higher power, yes. right? Call it a tree and things. But once again, with the whole focus on this demon that, you know, has literally taken over my life, I'm going to fight back in ways that I don't know how. So one thing I started doing was I threw myself into Bible study, mm. right? Like a madman. People thought I'd... So that. so that that will will actually feed into that time perhaps you'll be actually, out. You. actually we used to thank you you remember the men's meeting I yes, used to this yeah. game and I have to attend this men's meeting men's yeah meeting. I used to attend ah. we together I would review mm. now that's 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 exactly what I'm talking about that you're literally training your mind yeah. you know to focus on other things at the time when you should have been yes doing know, that thing engaged in your destructive behavior now remember that um I was now a full-blown alcoholic, as in I had the shakes, Uh right? If I did not drink, right, whoa, I was a wreck. I would sweat. You know, I'd be sitting here and you can't recognize. It might be this cool, but I'm like sweating and I'm scratching until I just get even the tiniest bit of blue moon and nematulia. I become that bad. So to counter that, what I started doing was diluting. Now, once again, this is, I've, I've read that this is not advisable at all, right? What's that? Um, trying to defeat alcoholism by tempering, they call it tempering down. As in, it doesn't work. No, the reason why it's not advisable is you can actually die from what's called delirium tremens. Delirium tremens is, remember, the alcohol is now taking over your system, right? You're getting the shakes, right? That's the tremens part of things. The more it's not fed, right? You get hallucinations, right? So you find yourself thinking you're going cuckoo. In reality, you are. You then have, the next option then is to end up in a mental asylum because you've lost- Your mind is not functioning well. But, so, a lot of people who try to tra- uh, temper down, right, try to, the con- or even, you know, that sudden stopping, yes. right, put them at risk, put themselves at risk of delirium, delirium tremens, which also affects, you know, your heart rate and the rest and the rest. So you could get a stroke, you could get, you know, co- con- committed to a, a psychiatric asylum. Now, what I started to do is I bought... Mzinga of Blue Moon. Mm. Then I got two empty Mzingas. Mm. I shared the three, I mean the thing is out to the three, and tapped it down with water. Mm. Then I started to measure, you know, how much I'm feeding myself. Locked myself in my house, you know, like, boom. 
Saturday night. Reached day three, right? And all three were done, right? And then told myself, now, come on, buyer. Buyer. Got my phone and I started a counter. But mentally telling myself, this is now day one, right? Fed up on, because um, I read that, you know, your body now needs, you know, like the calcium and thingies, so fed up on bananas, and I'm like, you know, like, first night, I could not sleep. It's literally the dreams, you know, like, I'm like, yeah, hallucination and all that. But second night, I'm like, but still I'm telling myself, I'm not, I'm not giving up, you know, but, so this is the part where I get the phone, but um, yeah. It's okay. No. There's a young man in Mombasa, actually, who mm. died out of that situation. Yeah. He, everyone saw him. He was out. He was trying to quit mm. on um, heroin and all that. Upper Makadara. So he for some days. He was trembling and all that. He died because he was trying to get out using that system. Cold turkey is very, very risky. And then also, when you're tempering down is, you don't know how much you're giving yourself. Yes, right? yes. This is why it's best advisable to actually seek medical uh, attention yeah. when you're trying to quit cold turkey. As in, do it in the presence of uh, somebody who can think, because they'll then inject you with, you know, like the necessary chemicals and things to balance out your body. But now, when I started that day one, I set an app. And today I'm on day 1,420. So what this, now what this became was, living one day at a time. On the first day, like I told you, I could not sleep, mm -hmm. right? On the second day, my dreams were weird. Yes. On the third day, I was sweating. Mm -hmm. On the fourth day, I started to experience some sleep. On the fifth, sixth, seventh, it started to get easier. But each minute, right, I had to face society, yes. you know? So I had to literally tell myself, no, this is not for me. This thing is, unfortunately, I also had to lose the Mr. Popularity yes, label. Yes, yeah. You know? So a lot of Mr. my friends, cool guy. yeah, a lot of my go. friends were like, "Are we at Umju? Ah, this is boring. At Umju, at Umju, Tarudi, Okay, that's good. That's good. You know, when they see that, they're like, but then do you feel like you needed to lose some of them? Unfortunately, yes. Starts to make me see that it wasn't beneficial to for me and dangerous to me. So it started becoming those ones of, you know, a necessary part of it. You don't literally break it off. You just literally let it die away. Yeah, you know? naturally. Yeah. Because it's, it's a process of trying to be in the wellness kind exactly, of exactly. situation. Yeah, yeah. So some would understand, others just won't. Yeah. Now, fortunately is, at first, I literally freaked out, you know, like when I had a bottle open, like even from afar, you know, mm, like somehow mm. the brain could do you, pick up. Do you, do you, do you. Tasca. white cup. You will know. <laughs> so, I start, you know, like, no, that's what I'm saying. The yeah, delirium, yeah. the mind is playing tricks on yeah, you. Yeah, right? sure. It's still there, you know, mm. that temptation, you know. You watch somebody drink and you're like, you, you feel that taste. Yeah? There's like a certain sunrise, a sunset, and you're like, I say right now if I had a cold glass of, you know, but so I, in the beginning I literally run from every scenario like that. But society kept moving, and I told myself like, look, I can't, I can't keep 
Uh, I mean, it works for some people. Uh, I was talking to one recovering alcoholic, and he told me that you know, if you keep going, if you keep going to the barber shop, hmm, the thing is, eventually you will have to yeah, get a haircut. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. To try to tell me that you see that you you put yourself at risk when you go to bars and things. I look at it differently. I can comfortably watch people drink now, right? But then use my own experience and say, <laughs> that stuff is not for me because it led me down the thing is. You know, I can literally use my fear of a relapse, right? Because what I've missed out in the story is that I relapsed a lot in efforts when I was trying to sober up, right? And it took that moment of actual, you know, like when I realized that one, I am powerless, yeah. and two, if I hand it over to a higher power, right, mm. to do the fighting for me, mm. right, somehow we can have, yeah. I won't say a relationship, but a respect that for each other, yeah, sure. you know, so I can look at the pombe and be like, that's not for me, you know, but if they drink, I'm not, the, I'm not who am I to judge them? Mm-hmm. You know? Actually, I, I think what you're trying to say is, uh, perhaps once you understand your triggers mm. and your weaknesses, you kind of put things into place into to reduce the chances yeah. of yeah. relapsing yeah. or yeah. being in that situation where now... And once again, like I was saying earlier, God has a sense of humor. Mm. As in, once again, I'm in love. I'm in a relationship with a woman who drinks. Oh. I hope you don't hear this podcast, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> So wow. that's you see that's mm. now the interesting conflict mm. right is in I'm now challenged we've been we've been together 2 years and I'm mm. challenged every moment with one was that the way I used to behave mm. when I was drunk yeah. you know? yeah. two how now do I dispense without sounding like yeah. you know you are being judgmental and exactly. taking up all this exactly. space and exactly and then you know cuz at the same time this is a person that is with a recovering alcoholic. Mm. She knows that, you know, I'm recovering. But at the same time, I can't impose myself on, mm, on, you know, yeah, on what yeah. it is that she wants to do. So, He's the Bobby in this situation, yes, and now he has know, a witness. I have a witness. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> it's my prerogative. Yeah. <laughs> do what I want to do. Yeah, but but that happens. Yeah, and so it's interesting. The balance, the balance now that I find is. How do I react? You know, sometimes she would come back, you know, totally smashed. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, when a woman's totally smashed is the times like four o'clock in the morning, they're back and they want to talk. Yes. And sober me. We need to talk. Mm. Like, we need to talk. Mm. <laughs> I swear, if you ever hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you better not send her the link. <laughs> Yeah, but um, so now I've found that I have, you know, that option of being a monk and yeah, you know, segregate yeah, myself mm, isn't that, yeah. isn't that, you know, I either have to accept that yes. people think wrong guy is not going to close down because yeah, they're so you, you know, and you know. Kenya breweries as yeah. well okay, will never you know, do that. Clients still call me and like, hey. Can we meet at Havana? I mean, I'm not going to go like, oh, you know. That oh, place for me, that. I had this situation. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know. So one thing I found is I'm more open about it. I'm, I'm more open when people, you know, like in those scenarios, I'm like, oh, 
drinks and you know I buy a couple of people drinks and then they go and you I'm like I don't drink I'm an alcoholic you know because till today I still call myself an alcoholic with that thing that any moment you might relapse yeah. or something and that's why I keep the counter you know thanking god for that one day that's two years don't you know, lie now yeah that one day that i've been sober mm. you know so basically it's become a living every moment every day one day at a time you know and it, uh, the interesting bit is once once like i decided to make sobriety you know part of you part of me part of who i mm-hmm. am is the minute that i literally started to see life differently mm. you know i think I've done a lot of maturing, you know. Um, interestingly, over these last 1,420 days, as in, um, like now, you know, I can actually be in a relationship with somebody who drinks, right? Easily. Have, yeah, we can have our fights, right? And I won't be that guy who reaches out for a bottle, you know, to think it. I can find amicable ways to, you know, resolve issues, right, without tripping. That's another level. You know? I can accept the defeat mm. that life throws you because life yeah, life sure. is that you know I can accept the bad news without reaching for what is society's best cure all mm. moment mm. I can have fun mm. right sure without you know resorting mm. to things because a lot of people uh, there's a friend of mine <laughs> a good friend of mine Anton uh, yeah I mentioned your name because I'm sending him the slick uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um he's He's one of those, you know, very cool Nairobi party boy mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm. you know, like comes to Diani, he's like, "Wow, let's go paint," you know, ta 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 ta. Then suddenly he woke up a couple of weeks ago and decides, "You know what? I'm spending too much money on alcohol." I'm like, "No." Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm quitting now. So he gives me a call those and so, "So tell me, how, how do you, you have yeah. fun? Mm-hmm. No, how do you have fun?" You know, now that you're not yeah that you don't drink i'm like no the alcohol convinces you that you know you're not having without fun without it you can't have fun, fun yeah right? truth is just try be sober around a bunch of people who are yeah and you realize you don't need annoying, that yeah. you know they're more annoying than fun right you know like what the constant thing is or you can make light of the scenario and actually laugh at it right while you're drinking red bull Mm, which yeah, has its own yes. you know, like those or little, drinking <laughs> water while exactly. other people are having yeah. alcohol yeah and that's it i've learned how to justify and things and the funny thing is i can also get myself out of scenarios yeah. before it happens yeah. you know? uh, that reminds me there's a friend of mine i i'm not sure he will love me talking about this but mm. What he does is actually what you've just said. He mm. goes out and drinks Red Bull or yeah. water and that is his way of trying to you know being in the moment whereby yeah, he can think, mm-hmm. he can take action mm. when it's needed and so far I'll say it's working for yeah. him. Yeah. And you've also mentioned something and it it has reminded me of some time in my life where I decided to practice celibacy, you mm. know, like mm. I'm not having sex <laughs> at all. And it was just a point of like ah let mm. me try this. Enough of Pornhub porn and mm. Twitter. Mm. Now this Twitter is the Pornhub. Yeah, by the way, yeah, sure. That's good stuff, So I was like, no, no, no. Let, let me practice celibacy and try and see if it can work. It started like one week. 
two weeks, mm. a month, six. And it really gave me that clarity, as you've said, sure. you know, mm. in terms of thinking well, mm. strategizing, working mm. on yourself. Yeah. And it has, it makes you prioritize a lot of, of things, things in light True. of, True. you know, True. it all. And I, Rafa's actually, it was funny because there's a time he was confessing about, you know, mm. I'm also practicing celibacy. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. it really you is. Know, <laughs> there's something called post nut clarity. You know, when you're yeah. nut, there's that clarity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got to use that one. That's in the post-nut clarity. Yeah. <laughs> like when you talk, you know, you're now sober and you're yeah, doing really your thing. Yeah, really, yes. You know, sometimes you're like... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. And you're like, ah. Like, usually, oh. usually, no, usually when I'm not, my post-clarity is also like, what the fuck? Why? Exactly. Why? 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 No, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so that happens, yeah. and yeah. it it actually brings that sense of clarity, and you mm. can think, you can program, and really, really, really makes one and draws one to the true self, you yeah. know. Yeah. And as you've said, it connects you with the higher mm. being, right. you know, and the mm. higher power, and makes you reprogram and do a lot of things. We need to sum this conversation up, and this is a point where I personally appreciate the fact that you've shared your story, you'd, mm. and so powerful in its own sense. And it has just reminded me of a number of things. You know, there's that moment, Rufus. You're like you're you're doing something, and you're like, yeah, let me see, I digged. Yeah, Sapon, yeah. There's always eh? that sangwati, eh? mm. boomzen. You know, and. Pole, 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 you find yourself, you're a sex addict. Yeah. You're a gym addict. There are people who, they over-exercise. Shopaholics. Yeah, sure. yeah. You're always on your phone, and that's yeah. even worse. Mm-hmm. You know, or you, crazy stuff, you know, and pole, pole, unajipata. There's this story that is trending right now of the former Coca-Cola pop star, from Uganda. Uganda. Chandiru. Yes. Jackie Chandiru. Yeah. Very sad, very sad. Yeah, very and sad now moment. Jackie, you cannot, you can't even recognize that's yeah. her, yeah. you know? And right now, people are trying to help her mm. and see how best she can get out of this. But there's one uh, blogger was like, no, 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 she has to make that decision by herself. It's not uh, about but, raising fans. Uh, yeah, but, you know... That's the interesting thing of addiction, once again. Yeah. Um, Jackie had gone through the rehabs yes. and everything. She did. Made a comeback. Yes, a, a big, big rebrand. Um, yeah, trying to, you know, like, bring, accepted that she was a recovering yes. you know, addict, right? But then, that is the worst bit about the addiction. Mm. If you still haven't made peace of, with how you're going to deal in yes. the real world. Having that conversation with yourself. Yeah. You know, like, okay, so now I'm a recovering addict. Yes. How do I relate, yes. you know, with the real world? I think, I, I hate to judge or anything, but I believe her major challenge had been, okay, she's now making a comeback. Yeah. Is she prepared to face the defeat that I comes with it? You know, they, these, these are celebrities. Yes. They put themselves out to a lot of, yes. you know, people. So was she ready to accept the fact that her song isn't that good? You know, I, I think she bubble, wasn't bubble. at that yeah, time. Yeah. So yeah. she was like, live in this bubble. Yeah, I, once I'm again, still I can't a pop judge. star. Yeah, I'm still a pop star. And therefore, you should love and accept me. Yeah. Therefore, allowing that whole demon, you know, to come back mm. for you that, you know, 
here you go, mm. here you go, here you go. Yeah, yeah it just draws. Oh. We all pray for her. Well, first, uh, I'm glad Judah, you've shared your story, of which it's way, it's it's more enlightening, and you know, to for someone to get to a point where you can tell a story, that's another level of growth. You know, where you look at uh, the past uh, with this rear view mirror, and yeah, yeah, and. Well, you had Be a back moment there. Yeah, exactly. Your session. Actually, I hate when he does that. Be proud of yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know, because 1,420 1, days, that's not a joke. It's not. You know, and accepting yourself. And that was my peak, surrendering, just surrender to the higher being, you know. There's no shame in that, you know. Yeah, you stand to be the courageous one actually mm. yeah i'll say this long-term recovery is not a final destination but an ongoing process of facing and coping with life without retreating into addictive behaviors as a way of coping with or enhancing one's days it takes ongoing commitment which can weave at any time, particularly times of stress. Never forget to seek help before reaching for a drink or a drug or engaging in an addictive behavior. Otherwise, who have been through it or professionals who work in addiction understand that you still need support once in a while to get through the bad times. We wish everyone... Um, well, as they take this important step for you, for their health, rather. So, I guess this is particularly for individuals who may be having issues with alcohol. Yeah. Is just remember that there's always help. It is. It isn't over until the fat lady sings, as an old statement, but. Um, there's always help, and today with especially things like Facebook, get on it. Search for groups like Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, join. Um, ask questions. Read up. Listen to other people's story. The funny thing is that you'll find that every addict's story is pretty much the same as yours. Yeah. Right? The desperation, the loss of hope. The thing is, but there's always a way out. Uh, locally in Kenya, there's also AA Kenya, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous Kenya. I know that the Mombasa chapter meets uh, every Friday at uh, Mombasa Hospital, at the nurses' mess. Go. I mean, attend one of the meetings. It's from uh, 12.30 to 2. Listen to the stories of individuals just like you, right, facing issues. Now, perhaps from my story, you might have picked up that I battled my demons by tempering off. I would not advise that to anybody at the moment because... Like I said, it's risky, it's dangerous, but solutions are there. And whereas rehabs are there and may seem expensive, consider that Alcoholics Anonymous is free. They make great cups of coffee, which is also free. And get out there, share your story, and see if you can get help. On that remark, we'll love to love you and leave you by saying thank you to Yuda. Rofas, Thanks, man. and whoever is listening right now, remember this podcast is proudly sponsored by Diani Reef Resort and Spa. Usually, say it's not a hotel; it's a way it's of life. life. 
and you can listen to this podcast on www.jayfm.co where we speak music where we podcast. podcasting no filter and definitely no bs see you next time bye, bye.